Hey guys, it's Shay and Alex, and, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the hashtag Nobody Famous Podcast. We'll be discussing what's new in the world, all things pop culture, and giving our unpopular opinions. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Nobody Famous. It's your girl Shay and Alex, and welcome to the Nobody Famous Podcast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> All right, you guys, so although we normally drop our episodes in the middle of the week, today is Friday, so happy Friday to y'all. And we will go ahead and just get started. All right, so I just want to tell you about my week. It was is this the, straight. Is this the Ikea story? Yes. This, my week was straight garbage, and I do mean garbage. Okay, so Sunday, Ikea was supposed to delivery, deliver my closet to go, you know, in my closet or whatever. She's redoing her house, y'all. No, redoing my grandmother's basement. Okay, my fault, my fault. Yes. So we redid my grandmother's basement. We moved in on Saturday. I had scheduled for Ikea to come and deliver and install my closet on Sunday. So Sunday comes, and I don't get no call. So they're supposed to call 30 minutes prior to, and then, you know, when they're outside, and they're supposed to ring the doorbell and wait, like, 30 minutes before they pull off. Nobody called my mobile device. Nobody called my mobile device to let me know they were on their way. Uh-huh. And then I got a missed call, and it literally said two minutes. You know how the iPhone tells you how long it, you know, how long it was before the before the call, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm talking about. So I called the number back. I called the number seven times. This guy does not answer the phone. My father said he saw him ring the doorbell and run again in the car and just take off. So at this point, I'm like, oh no, he's not. He's not going. He's not going to do that. He's not going to be one of the black people and just pull off and and not come back or not answer well, the you phone. Have to shade his, well, I'm shading. I do not care. <laughs> so I call him from my father's phone an hour later, and he picks up the phone. And I was like, hey, is this the guy from IKEA or whoever you are supposed to be delivering? You know, my closet. He was like, oh yeah. Um, at this time, you now now you have to reschedule. I'm like, I don't understand why I need to reschedule. You never called my phone. He was like, well, I called you from a uh, mobile app, and I was like, IKEA. Well, not IKEA, but I think it's called XPO. XPO does not call from no app. They call you from their actual phone. So you never called my phone. Right. He was like, no, I called, I called, I called. I said, okay. Whatever, I'm not going to argue with you. You probably did call maybe my service with some trash at the time. Take a little bit of accountability. Okay? Right, right. I'm trying to be grown, you know, being this absorbed out here in these streets. So <laughs> um, we're going back and forth. And I was like, all right, whatever. I hang up. So I call IKEA and I'm like, okay, somebody needs to reschedule this appointment. We reschedule. Mm-hmm. Wednesday comes. We reschedule for Wednesday between the hours of 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. Nobody comes. Nobody calls. Isn't that the so worst? So at four, yes. Comcast used to be on that bullshit too. Have you here all these hours and then they would never show up. Girl, four thirty comes and I was like, okay, let me just call and double check. I'm at home now with the kids. I call and I say, hey, you know, I'm just checking to see if my Akita order is on the way. Where's the delivery driver? It was like, oh, your delivery window was between eleven and three. I said eleven to three. What time? Eastern Standard Time? Because that ain't my time. <laughs> the time I wrote down was between four and nine, and that's the time that I was told. It was like, no, Miss Moss, you missed your window, and now you need to reschedule. So I was like, no, you need to get on the phone with XPO. At this point, I'm on the phone with IKEA. I said, no, you need to call the delivery company and figure out what's going on. So the lady gets on the you know, little black lady. <laughs> she got me right a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so um, she calls. Um, delivery company for me and you know i'm going off at first i'm being i'm trying to be 
real reserved and save my anger for the right people. Because, you know, I don't want to just go off on everybody. Right, right. So I saved save my anger for the, the manager. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. We're waiting for the manager to come on the phone. The lady tells me, oh, well, your delivery window is between 11 and 3. I said, bullshit. I wrote down 49 because that's what I was told. She was like, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. We're going to have to reschedule. I said, no, I need to speak to a supervisor or a manager. If you are not a supervisor or a manager, I do not want to speak with you. Are you coming out here like that, I say? Because I, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, Maria, if you are the bottom of the totem pole. What can you do for me? Shame. Nothing. Shame. So I waited for the manager to get on the phone. The manager gets on the phone, and, and I'm like, can you explain to me where my order is? Mind you, the lady on the phone tells me, oh, well, they tried to call you and gave me the last four of a, of a different phone number. I said, if y'all are tied into Ikea, mind you, the Ikea lady is on a three-way. I said, if y'all are tied into Ikea, why do you have the wrong number? The lady from Ikea, I said, what is the number that you have on the phone? She reads me back the last four of my number. Right. And the, the lady on the other side, oh, that's not the number we have. I said, that's not my problem. That is not my problem, boo. I paid y'all. Y'all need to come and bring me my thanks. So um, then she's like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't the number. I'm looking here in our notes, and it says, oh, um, the materials never made it back to the um, location for another driver to pick up. I said, so how did you try to deliver something if you don't even have it? Right. That doesn't even make sense. You're not all on the same page. You don't even make sense at this point. Right. She was like, oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I said, at this point, you need to be putting a manager or a supervisor on this phone because you do, you sound stupid. <laughs> you sound stupid because now you're telling on yourself. Just say, oh, we fucked up. We ain't try to we ain't deliver your shit because you basically try to to uh, snitch on one of our our drivers. Just say that because right. I surely did call the headquarters in New York, and I surely did report. Oh uh, no, I'm I'm gonna do it. Why not? Because we as black people, we never report anything. We just always you know the lies we tell. I'm gonna get that manager right. I want to speak to somebody manager. I'm gonna be like a little white Becky and write me a nice little letter. And send it off to the CEO. Y'all need to get y'all shit together. I'm not playing. If I'm paying all this money and you can't even come and put the shit together when I'm asking you to, then that's a problem. So today they tried to do the shit again. They actually came. They delivered. They came with two little white guys. However, the first person that came um, to remove the closet before we got the new closet trying to get the new closet put in, never told me that I needed to remove my baseboard. Mind you, he probably didn't know, but it's okay. So at this point now, I'm like, they told me today I had to remove my baseboard in my closet. When was y'all going to tell me this? But it's okay. So what I did, I did some real ghetto shit, and and y'all don't try to drag me on Twitter or social media. I went to Home Depot, and I got me a person that was standing outside. I paid him $75 to remove three baseboards and mm-hmm. and patch. You know, I had to patch a hole because me and my husband tried. We tried our hardest to um, remove the baseboard ourselves, and he kind of put a hole in the wall. So he patched a hole for us, and he removed the baseboards. Okay. So I was like, I'll, I'll be generous and give you some money. But, girl, when I pulled up to the Home Depot and I got out of the vehicle, not even before I got out of the vehicle, when I stopped in the middle of the street, you know, they have like that little section where they stop and stand. Right. They ran over like roaches. Yo. They the crowded the car. The Heightsville is like that. And I've never. Yes. That's the one I went to. Yo. But I, I had to go there. When I was I used scared. to work at the high school, that nasty school, we used to have mice all over the motherfucking place. And then at the office. So I remember one day I had to leave and I was just like, I don't want the little 
piece of shit traps that the school provided. I'm going to go get myself some. Go get your own. I tell you, they were like literally off to the side. Like as soon as you like pull into the Home Depot, they are lined up ready to do some work. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad either. You got to make your money. I'm not mad at it. But my thing is like, really? Like they they were like roaches. I got out of the car. My husband was like, yo, he started tapping on the window. He was like, so fuck crazy. it, I'm about to get out the car. He roaches. got out the, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sound, I'm not at all trying to sound racist. <laughs> I am not at all. But they came up to the car like it was nothing. It was at least maybe 20 of them and me. And then my husband standing at the end of the car. And I'm like, um, nigga, can you come a little closer? I'm a little scared. I'm doing all the talking. He just standing there like, like, oh, she going to figure it out. So it was this one big dude. He was standing out there. He was like, yeah, I got you. I follow you. Mind you, everybody is yelling. I'll follow you. The first thing I said when I got out of the car, anybody speak English? All of them. Me, me, me. This sounds so bad, but it's like me, 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 me. And I was like, okay, look, I would love to take all of y'all home and have some some work for y'all, but I just need this baseboard gone. So when they come again on Saturday, fingers crossed if they come on Saturday, because if not, I'm going back to Ikea. I want my money back, and I want somebody to come and put my baseboards back on my, my um in my closet. But how was your weekend? Moving on to some... Well, it wasn't as exciting as that, Girl, but... fuck uh, Ikea. Fuck Ikea. <laughs> you better stop because I'm like Ikea, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. They crashed for me. <laughs> but no, um, having that holiday on the Monday threw me all the way off. Girl, I'll take threw, all the holidays I can get. Threw me all the way off, but it's okay. Um, The week was just kind of... It was chill. Like, I've been trying to catch up on Game of Thrones, everybody. Um... I started last week, so I'm actually on season five. So that just tells you how much I've been watching with that week, which is really sad. Yes, ma'am. But, oh, my gosh. So, y'all, I have a part-time job, and I waitress. And I have been victim of this when I've gone to restaurants with my friends. But now that I'm on the other end, nothing annoys me more than when people come, and they sit there entire time, and they, in my section, mind you, all night taking up tables that other people can sit at, and then the tip isn't isn't what you thought it was going to be. I, I'm just, and I'm yeah, I'm just I'm really there, and then like <laughs> I had other people, and I'm going over there to clean up. Now, mind you, we are shutting off the lights, we are blowing up candles, we're putting up the chairs, and this lady gonna tell me. So I had to check or whatever it was, and I went over to her and I'm cleaning off the table. She was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna hear. She's gonna tell me two more stories, and then we'll be ready to get out of here." And I was just like, two more stories." I was. Don't you get her number? I was like. You better but text her you, or call her. Now, their tip, their tip was okay. But even then, after the fact, when we got out, mind you, by this point, I have my coat on. And I'm trying to clear their table. So I go ahead and I leave. I walk out the building, and I'm not going to say where my job's restaurant is, but they have a sister restaurant next door to it. And they, they specialize in, like, tacos and margaritas and, like, Mexican food and things like that. Mm-hmm. I go outside, and this girl is, like, laid out on the stairs. In my conscious, on one on one end, I am being nosy. Yes, so I asked her for it. I said, "Oh my gosh, is she okay?" He's like, "Yeah, she's drunk." I said, "You know," I said, "I can go get get inside and we'll get you some water." So I get the water and I get her plastic bag just in case she throws up. This lady over there. So now she's kind of coming to herself. This lady, a blondie, she steps to the side and she's on her phone and she's like, "This woman is inebriated. You need to bring some over here right now." And I'm over there and I'm like, "Ma'am, she's fine." So the lady, the girl who's drunk, she gets up. She says, "I am a fucking nurse, and I am fine. I'm good. You don't need to call anybody. I'm fine." So she's over there still hitting her blunt, whatever it is. Now she needs to get together. She does. 
But this woman next to her was really getting ready to call the police. And I was like, and mind you, this wasn't a situation. It was interesting because this young lady's friends were what? What? Okay. And even the guy I'm that sorry, she- can you, can you speak up? What, about, what, what was she? What? <laughs> <laughs> the guy goes and he was what as well. And he goes to the other blonde white woman. And he goes- <laughs> stupid white bitch right here um he was just like she's calling the cops for what she's fine the next thing i know it's okay i said man you know you really i said i think you're doing the most i said she's fine she's awake she's talking she's not by herself i think you're doing a lot she just looks well i'm gonna she doesn't need to be here on the street i'm thinking to myself this is not your neighborhood she's fine she's not by herself she's trying to get she's trying to get to the car Give her her moment. But, you know, you do have some people at all times who want to be camped to save a hoe and the neighborhood watch and everything of that sort. So it just... Girl, mind your business. I was over that night and I was ready to go home. And then here we are now. We had a meeting yesterday for work. It was one of the first meetings I didn't fall asleep in. Although I was exhausted. Traffic was real, so I didn't get to stop at Dunkin' Donuts and go get my pick-me-up. But it worked out. The day was long, and thank God it's Friday, it's after work, and I'm ready to just start my weekend and continue binge-watching Game of Thrones. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I am. All right, so Alex, I know you're going to be happy when I tell you. Your Uncle Donald Trump. Oh, my Uncle. Your Uncle Uncle Donald Trump (laughs) and and his lace wig have decided (laughs) to to shut down, to reopen the government. Until February 15th, and he is guaranteeing that all the federal employees and all the government workers will get all of their back pay. But what it, what's going to happen, my, my thought is, what's going to happen after February 15th, and he doesn't get this money for this wall? Are we going back on to another shutdown? Are you going to have to look at your fiancé for another Yo. almost month? Let me, <laughs> let me say this. God is good. God is good. God is good, and he is on time. Get old time. Okay. Because with the, with the shutdown, first of all, I'm glad it's over with. For now. For now. Um, Kunle is a government contractor. So unlike the actual federal employees, the federal mm-hmm. employees, they get something called, I think they're, fur- they're furloughed. Mm-hmm. So that means is that they're going to work, but they're just not getting paid. So when the shutdown is done, they're all going to receive their back pay. But the government contract workers, they weren't getting anything. So he's not getting a check at all. No. No. So now that's why, aside from that, I also have the ability to work from home. So we have both just been in the house. Looking at one another. And I love him dearly. But good God, when I tell you, I was shouting for more than one reason to get some more income in this house. Because the fact that he could go back to work, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I get my little bit of peace. I do love you, though. I do cool me, But... <laughs> I needed my peace. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen after the fact. I, I really don't know what that looks like. I know before when Obama had his, his like, mini shutdown, it was like maybe 17 days, I think. Yeah. But people, I was working in a dental office at that time. And when I tell you, people were going crazy. And that yeah. just brought to me a couple of things like, I understood what the purpose of that shutdown was for. It was for healthcare, mm-hmm. and then this particular one is for a wall. A wall. But what I noticed is that people were coming in like, I can't swipe my card, I can't do this, and I can't do that. And being that we live in the DMV area, we have a large population of people that are working uh, for the government. Mm-hmm. But it just put into perspective for me personally, save for a rainy day. Yeah. But 
most Americans, I read somewhere some time ago, most Americans don't have more than $400 in their savings account. So think about like, let's say you pop a tire. I'm damn sure don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you pop a tire, you don't have money for that. Should anything happen, they cannot afford it. So it's definitely made me change my, it's definitely taught me to definitely be prepared for a rainy day. Like my rainy day fund needs to have a rainy day fund. True, understandable, so, but yeah. not everybody. Not everyone has, has a job where they can exactly. save for a rainy day or save for that rainy day, yeah. rainy day. Most people so. are living paycheck to paycheck. Yes. yes, I think majority of American Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, yes. trying to figure out how they're going to do yes. their daily living, and it, it's crazy. But like I said, your uncle, no, no. and his lace wig no. <laughs> have decided. No, no. Listen, listen. But my thing is about this wall. Okay, so you're going to pay all of this money to build this wall, time and labor. Okay, a lot of, I want to say maybe 40, I don't know the exact percentage, but a lot of them came over on a plane. So what are we going to do? We're going to stop all airport flights? We're going to do that? And you know what? That's another reason why I think that he kind of had this mini break with it because they were showing on the news how um, with the airports, everything's being backed up. So it's not mm-hmm. even just TSA workers, but the people who do the air traffic control, mm-hmm. they're, they're not getting paid. Neither. They're not getting paid. And what's happening is a lot of them are calling out. Yeah. So that's affecting everything. That's the safety of people. You have the security safety, but then the safety of you actually operating the, the vehicle, the airplane itself in a safe manner. Did you hear about the lady that went back, went, I think she went to either China or Korea and she had a gun what? and the TSA worker didn't find it Shut here up, in the no. States. So they found it in China and sent her ass right back over here. No. Yes. Shut your mouth. Yes. They found her oh, with a gun. Tried she tried that shit. She, she tried it. She was on a mission. I don't know who she was trying to take down, but she tried. That it. was she God. Tried. That was God. Girl. Probably trying to tell your uncle to reopen what? the government so these people can get paid and want to actually do their job. And I'm wondering, I'm trying to, I'm wondering how immigration is not working at the airport with that. Like with TSA, I'm like, you know, when you, when we went to, when we came to and from Jamaica, like they were checking to make sure like what, of what type of foods we had mm-hmm. in our bag and things like that. So I'm wondering how that's working. Yeah, because when we went to DR, they did the same thing. They basically was like, you can't bring any fresh fruits. And right. then they told us we couldn't bring any fresh fruits. Like it, it was just a whole bunch of stuff. We had to go through customs. We had to yeah. go through immigration. I was like, I've never been so touched and like well, what's happening now? down and my documents being checked like i have never felt like an illegal immigrant before is it that they're having i'm really curious to know how that's been working at the airports i've seen the lines and it's been like crazy Mm -hmm. but i remember one time this is a bit random and different airports are different and if you all are from this area bwi um and that's my airport i love i'm just gonna say that bwi i brought my palmer's cocoa butter Am I carry on? Did anybody have a problem with it? Okay, I got to carry on. That was fine. Yes. Now, when I came back, I was flying to Effingham, Illinois. Okay. I came back. Was it in a carry on? Yes. Okay. Now, hear what I'm saying? There's a different type of people working at this airport, so maybe they haven't seen Palmer's cocoa butter before. But you know, they made me throw it out, and I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, BWI. Well, she said, well, we are not in BWI, man. And you're not allowed that. She tried. And I was like, she tried. Well, Miss. Okay. Right. right. So right. now every time I Sarah, travel somewhere, okay. yes. 
Sarah. Try that Joanne. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so every time I come back now, I'm like, okay. Or even going, I'm like, you know, I don't want to try. I don't have to throw anything away. So I'm wondering how that worked with TSA as far as, like, what you can and can't bring on the plane. No, that's the – like, I understand what you're saying because I went to um, Florida with my mom, and we left from BWI, and I had um, some there. But then when we coming back to BWI, we were going through Florida, and it was like, oh, ma'am, you can't bring this. Yeah. Why can't I? BWI said I could. Why can't I? It was like, no, ma'am, it has to be in a travel size. These legs is not travel size <laughs> legs, baby. <laughs> I need to make sure these legs is, is smooth. That. What is you saying? <laughs> no, ma'am, you gotta you gotta leave it. I was like, is somebody gonna give me this nine dollars and seventy five cents that I spent on this yeah. bottle of Nair before you throw it away? Like that's it was a brand new bottle. I'd be scared as shit to get on the plane now. And we were gone for like at least seven or eight days. So you know, at least by day five, your leg is starting yes. to get that little that little, uh, a little fuss. Yeah, and a I'm little, trying, little prickly. Right, I'm trying to stay cute and sexy while I'm on vacation. You want to tell me I got to throw away my good $9.75 worth of there. I really, yes. The airport has just taught me. I, I think it's depends on where you are. Yeah, I think different states have different roles. working at the airport. That is true. And when I say that, I mean the demographic people because BWI knew what my cocoa butter was for. Exactly. And, okay, that's fine. Look, I know. But okay. Shaquana knew I had to rub. <laughs> <laughs> Shaquana knew I had to rub she knew. my cocoa butter on my stretch marks from having seven kids. She knew what was up. <laughs> she knew about that lace glue that yes. I had to carry with yes. me to keep oh my, my wig. Gosh. That- <laughs> I went to, I was flying to Atlanta last summer. Me and my friend were going to, for like Caribbean week. And I had my got to be glue. And if y'all don't know what that is, that is for securing the unit. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And I'm just going to call it a unit. Because we do not want her blowing away while okay. we're trying to be cured. So I had to put it in like, I had to like be creative and come with like a whole nother like container to put it in because I'm not trying to throw away all that got to be. Right. So when I went there and the lady opened it, she was just like, what is this? And I smiled and I, and I touched <laughs> my head and she was like, don't even worry about it. I said, okay, thank you. And I was but I really. And she was getting loose. And my friend was just like, what do you, I said, no. I said, because I only have a certain amount and I'm not going to buy anymore right. here. And then when I came out, we were flying from Atlanta and same thing. And I was just like, that is my got to be. She said, okay, got to be. She said, that's fine. Go right ahead. So, yeah. I really think it just depends on who's working there at the time, how pressed people are. But then aside from that, not even just being on some silly stuff. Like, you don't know what people are bringing into these airports. Right. right? But you want to away my nair, but homegirl can take a yeah. whole gun to China it. or Japan, wherever she went. She yeah. can take a whole gun over I'm there. I'm telling you. Y'all tell you my feelings was hurt about that cocoa butter. <laughs> and Palmer's is not cheap. Girl. And it wasn't even liquid. It was the solid one. Ooh. But it's not the here and the there. It's okay. But thank God. God is good. Three weeks for now, the government is working. And I just, I just pray he gets it together. And I pray that, you know, those who didn't vote, that we are out there at this time, we are educating ourselves and we are, we know better for next time because when you know better, you should do better. Should. You heard that? Should. Should. You're right. Speaking of, oh my God. I don't even know where to begin with this. So I think it was in the state of Arizona. There was a woman, she was uh, 29 years old and she was in a vegetative state. (gasps) 
Bitch, I heard about that. Did you, first of all, did you see his face, his Wait, mugshot? Yes. So for those of you, for those of you who do not know, there is a woman. She's twenty nine years old, and she's been in there, I think, since she was like nine years old, something like that. And she was in a vegetative state, and comes to find out that the woman ended up giving birth. So for those of you, it's kind of going over your head. It went over my head too at first for a second. I'm not gonna lie. The woman is in a vegetative state, meaning that she cannot move. Most likely she's sleeping or she's in induced coma, something of the nature. And how did this woman become pregnant? So what ended up happening was, I'm about to get mad in this situation because I'm in healthcare, but I have a lot of questions. But anyways, so the woman, a nurse came in to check on her and she realized that this woman was in labor after she heard her moaning. And what the hospital ended up doing, they had to end up testing everyone who worked there for the past nine months to figure out who the father was. Now, they did determine who this man was. It was a licensed LPN, licensed practitioner nurse when LPN was there. And he was maybe 35 years old. Apparently, he was a Christian rapper or whatever his nonsense one. And he was the one who um, got this woman impregnated. So he is now in jail. And... Stepping it back. Now I have a lot of questions. I don't give you that quick recap. Okay, because super clue is not equal to full over here for me. I'm sorry. First of all, how the hell, as a hospital staff, did you not notice... That she was pregnant. That she was pregnant. Like... Not even visibly. Let's say, say for example, let's say she was... You couldn't tell, like, just by looking at her that she was pregnant. But was no one checking her vitals on a daily basis? Was no one doing any blood work, any urine samples, anything? That means... No one checked a thing. You didn't notice that she didn't have her menstrual cycle? Right. And then it brings me back to the family. Was none of the family ever coming out to visit? Did because you hear that all the doctors that? quit? Like, not all the doctors. Uh, two, of them, like, right? two of them, right? Two of the medical directors, yes. Two doctors quit. Because it, it looks bad. Like I feel there's that's negligence. Any staff who worked, with her, with, who worked with her is complete negligence. Because I do not understand how, thank God, the baby is okay. She's healthy, but now this little girl, you know, she's never going to know her mom. Her mother is not going to be aware that, you know, I have a child. And the woman, I guess she, I have to take the statement back. She isn't in a coma. She is just in a vegetative state. So she can, they said that she can feel sensation. Mm -hmm. And I think they might've said that she can hear. So imagine like being, being in labor and you cannot muster up the strength to tell somebody I'm in labor, I'm in pain, something of that nature. Like that is insane. That's crazy. That and it, the nurse supposedly walked by and heard her moaning. What? Mm-hmm. Where was everybody's antennas when this man was having sex with her? And how long has he been having sex with her? And I'm sure that's not the only person he's been having sex. with. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. He probably got like five or six children. That's running around. That is nasty on various levels. And I just, to me, that is just. I, I just. It's just disgusting in so many ways to me for so many reasons. And again, my question goes back to, I think my point goes back to everyone who was on her care team is absolutely responsible. And my question is, is where is the family? Because don't try to step up now that she don't have this baby. And, right. it's all this and don't be publicity. trying to collect no and coin exactly, at the end of the day. Don't try to collect not a damn thing. Because, because how were you? That just proves the point right there that no one, I just don't see how. How do you not, not notice know. that she's getting bigger? So this woman didn't even have any prenatal care. Wasn't taking None. prenatal vitamins. None. Nothing. None. You didn't notice that she didn't get her period. She's 29 years old. 
You didn't notice that she did not have a menstrual cycle. Are you not checking her blood work? Are you not collecting urine samples? Are you not checking? Like, none of that. Like, that just means that they just let her be there. Maybe come there. and change her feeding tube or whatever it is, and that's it, and they go on about their business. That's disgusting. And I'm even more sad because, you know, he's black. And I was hoping. And when I saw it come up on my phone, I had to close my phone and say, no, God. Not today. Right. <laughs> so I'm, just embarrassed. I'm just embarrassed. Cutting up. It's just the disrespect. Like, I, I can't. Like, I can't. I was had, I was, I had high hopes. Like, this, this one sound bad. I had high hopes that that mugshot was going to be. What? Uh, yeah. Like, what? Yes. Because that, that sound like some. Go, say it again. What? People shit. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just can't. I, can, just I couldn't sick. fathom. Just thinking about somebody laying there and just having sex with a person that's not even like moving. That's right. That's right. I wonder how many charges he got. He should just not come out. Pretty much. And that medical director who was there also needs to be respond. They're just as responsible in that facility. Yeah, everybody that quit needs no. to be. No. Whoever was on the round of care for that, I'm sorry. Like you, you need to be held accountable. You need to be coming for questions. Something. But I just pray. I pray for that baby girl and the supposed family that they find peace in all of this because that is absolutely ridiculous in every sense of the word. Every sense of the word. Oh, one other thing I saw today. Well, no, not today, yesterday, but it just broke my heart to pieces. There was a little uh, boy. He was 10 years old and he was African American and he (sighs) took his own life. Due to bullying, um, apparently the little boy, he had some medical conditions and he wore a colostomy bag. And for those of you who don't know, a colostomy bag, after you have a medical procedure dealing with your bowels, if you have any difficulty with that, it's connected to the bowels, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. And their waste is able to go in there. And they're able to just like Mm -hmm. interchange it, remove Mm -hmm. it throughout the day. So apparently like this little boy was being teased by... His classmates about it. He's gone home. He's told his mom about it. They told the teachers. But apparently it was getting worse. And I don't know the specifics of how he went ahead and took his life. But. I know the parents weren't home when it happened. I think the father was um, in church doing mm-hmm. a, doing something with the church choir. That he was out in the choir or he's a director for the choir. Right. But it's just sad because me as a mother thinking about my kids, it makes me want to homeschool my kids. Yeah. I don't want to take them from that that uh, that area where they can have friends and be more right. social. But then at the same time, this bullying is getting worse. Like when we were growing up, we didn't, we didn't I mean, we had the Internet, but it wasn't like how it is now where you right. have Instagram, Twitter, all of that. So now it's just crazy, ridiculous going off of the yeah. suicide topic. It was a little girl. Um, she took her life because she was getting bullied at school. Uh-huh. And then the, some of the kids thought it was funny that she took her life because she killed herself. They started putting things on Instagram about her, like making little memes about the little girl. I, and it breaks my heart because me having kids now and then even you, when you you and your fiance decide that you guys want to reproduce and have <laughs> little babies running around the world, you have to stop and think, OK, now my kid is getting ready to go into school. 
do I want them in a school? Do I want them to be homeschooled? Do I want to take that that sociability that they could have at school and just have them be at home and learn and be able to, you know, live their life? Like, it's just too much to... It's my prayers go out to the family. I know on on that specific topic on any suicide I just, case. I guess for me, like I, I think you're right. Like the older I get, and being that I am to that place where like I do want kids now, it's just ten is just you are just starting, right? And kids, what I what I have always said. One of my best friends, she is a middle school math teacher, and. We always had this conversation of when I was working with kids, and I still do. I volunteer with them now. But I was saying, like, is it me or are these kids a little bit more sensitive now than what they used to be? They are. And I definitely, now I'm not speaking of this little boy because. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> because he couldn't help it. But I feel like kids aren't learning to cope with things. They're not. They're being coddled a yes. lot. When a I lot. tell you, when I was at that high school, the things that they would come in and be, I'd be like, "Mind you, I'm only ten years older than them at this point." I'm like, "Now y'all, no, really, really, yeah." And I feel like the things that they're supposed to take serious, they don't. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, but I, I don't even know. I, I honestly, God, do not. And just, I can't imagine coming home. And, and finding my finding child dead. And I remember being, I have known a couple of, not in close range, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, when I was in college and they, they didn't really talk about the story, there was a student there who took his life. And he was supposed to be picked up from his parents, like, when the dorm gets closed out or whatever it was. And the parents were just waiting downstairs, just waiting, waiting. And the RA went upstairs and he found him dead. And I just can't imagine... Just anyone, just like, I'm waiting for you to walk through the door, and then you're not. I'm coming to pick you up. Right. Or when I was at the school, like, we had a kid who, and he had some mental issues, but mental health problems, but the aide was walked him to the bathroom. And she's a female, so she wasn't able to go into the bathroom. Mm. And what ended up happening was she said he was in there a little too long. So she went and got the male security, and the little boy was midway through setting up to hang himself. And literally, if any, if he had, if she, she had waited longer, maybe like 30 seconds longer. And I just, I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like, I cannot, I cannot imagine that. Like, I just, I, I, I cannot. Like, it's suicide rates are up. Depression is real. And Depression I think it's in, is real. real. Bullying is real. And I think it's important. And again, I'm not a parent, but be involved. Question your children. Ask what's going on. Don't be afraid to go up to the school and have a relationship and, and communicate with that teacher. Like, don't be afraid to do that. And to those kids, mm-hmm. the, the spirit of pettiness is in me. So I can't even just say what I would do to those kids or their parents for that matter. And I would have documented everything, especially the fact that the mother said she's gone to the school several times. Yeah. And she tried to have these conversations and nothing was done about it. And I felt bad because I'm thinking about my nephew and I don't want to put him on blast or, you know, state a lot of what's going on, but he has um, bathroom issues Uh and I feel bad because he's at that age where, you know, I talk to him when he comes over to my house, asking questions, how's school, you know, is anybody picking on you? What's going on? You know, I want to be that involved aunt because that's what I'm used to being. And you know, when somebody is kind of being bullied and yeah. But who am I to say anything? Yes, I am an aunt, and I am going to say something to his mother. Right. 
But who am I to to step over right. that when she's telling me, okay, I've taken care of it. I've talked to the school. We've gone to the board. We've done this. We've done that. Right. I don't think the schools are taking this as serious as they should. Right. I think you should take it as serious as a gun threat. Yeah. I, or I a agree. bomb threat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so not funny. But <laughs> forgive me, Lord. Um, when I was at the school. and they You better like, not say nothing. That's going to make no. me <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> It's not it's not funny, but she she took me off guard when she said it. We had a student there, and he was being bullied, and they were having issues. So she was mediating with the two children before the other student who was being bullied came down. And she went off. She was just like, and I think this was a little bit after Parkland happened. So everything's like fresh, the Parkland school shooting. And she goes, do you know kids are blowing up and shooting up schools because of this stuff right here? Do you know that? Because you, I should don't be laughing. No, the way that you over here popping your neck. That she the- did that. And I was in there like, Alex, don't be childish. Don't love it. I was in the room like, yep. You better tell him. She said, do you know you could go to jail for this? Do you know that? If this young man's parents want to press charges against you, you could go to jail. And she said, I'm going to back him up all the way. All the way. And I was <laughs> just like, I know you heard that. I know, right? And then the social worker, she was like, you know, you're right. But let's just talk about it. She said, no, she's like, I'm sick of this bullying stuff. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And right. The little girl started crying. Yeah. I don't know if she continued bullying him, but you know, it's I real. Feel like parents nowadays of kids that bully other kids are so they don't are so defensive. It. Yeah, they're like, no, not my child, not my this. child, not this. Da 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 da. You're not with your child twenty four hours a day, seven no. days a week, baby. Some of your kids are assholes, right? Okay. You don't know what you. Oh, going back to assholes. Children nowadays <laughs> are sure. the biggest fucking assholes sure. I've ever seen in my but life. But then they're crybabies. They're crybabies. Yes. Don't don't cry go on and popping that stuff in there. You know, and assholes. Yes. Do not be no asshole. Yes. And then turn around and then when somebody's being an asshole back to you, you cry. Want to want to run and cry to your mother? Yeah, all the time. And Girl. the parents don't have no sense neither. And I'm telling you, like it it starts. If I didn't learn anything while I was there at the school, it was it starts at home. It does. And I think, again, I'm not a parent. However, I did work with your children, and I still do on a part-time basis. Your children do what you allow them to do. And remember, you are not just raising them to be your child. You are raising them to be an active member of society, to be a student, to maybe someday be an employer or an employee. You have to teach them how to conduct themselves in certain situations, and you cannot always... You have to allow them to kind of handle things on their own. Like, you cannot coddle them. Because then, they get out there, and then when somebody else reacts away, they're upset. Oh, my gosh, you spoke to me this way. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's the problem. And then stop letting these video games raise your children. Mm. Like, my nephews and my niece, all they do is play that stupid game Fortnite. Yeah. These niggas. It had to be that. 12, 10, and I want to say 7. No more guns. Guns mm-hmm. than I do. They know more about guns than I feel like they know about their math homework or their reading homework. Very stupid. Let me not say it. And then the thing is, I hate about it is like they try to put it on the teachers, right? And I feel, first of all, the teachers are very, very underpaid. Yes. And on top of that, you are dealing. They're now, overwhelmed. It's like thirty-five students to one one girl, fucking they're teacher. Underpaid, they're overworked, okay, and they're overwhelmed and they're unappreciated. They are unappreciated because now we are in a side if a student says, "I don't like how the teacher said something to me" or whatever it is. The teachers are always 
It's like they're always walking on their toes so they don't lose their jobs. Yeah. They're not supported. And then they have to do with your shithead kids. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't understand it. Like, you have to teach your kids to do better. And then when it is, like, when I was growing up, my mother, she knew me and how I was in my way. Mm-hmm. So when the teacher told her something, yes. she knew it wasn't she knew, true. She knew. she knew it wasn't yes. true. Yes. She knew it wasn't the truth. But now, like, you have the parents getting upset with the teachers. You don't talk to my kid like this. And, and why do they feel? Because your child is dumb. Your child can't read. Are you okay with it? Exactly. Something, something, it's, it's little stuff. Little why does my things. kid have this grade? Because your child didn't do their work. Then it's a problem. So your child is constantly talking in my class. Maybe if your child stops talking, they can learn the material so okay. they can pass this goddamn test and okay, get up out of my class. Okay, How about that? How about that? And people don't raise your kids because when they come to school, the teachers are having to deal with behavioral issues. And then they're stopping to take care of them. And the kids are dealing with their emotion or whatever it is. And the teacher has to stop and kind of babysit the situation and then the, the parents are upset if the teachers behave a certain way and yada 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 like I and that's the reason why I love kids but the work that I do with them I cannot be in the classroom because I'm gonna forget where I am because you gonna come out your mouth crazy one time I don't love kids I love the teenage surprisingly I love teenagers let me let me rephrase this I don't like other people's children you like your kids yeah. I love my kids I don't like other people's kids because I don't know how they're raised I don't know what their limits are as far as being like disrespectful. Yeah. Because like when I when I go get my nephews and my niece, like they try me. Kids are always gonna try oh, you. Yeah. But then I I channel the inner my inner mother. Yeah. And I'm like, who who are you talking to? Yes. Yes. Do you pay a bill in here? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Like the the inner Monique, that's my mother, comes out of me all day long. Like, you can try me if you want to. These hands, while you in my house, will tag your ass. It's everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody can get it. I definitely, definitely understand. And, again, I just pray for that little boy and his family. I do, too. I cannot imagine. And, parents, continue to be your kid's advocate. Please. I'm telling you. Continue to be their advocate. Because at that age... And especially when they have something going on, you know your or let me say this: you should know your child. You should, you should know. You should know your child because I know I and you have to a whole bunch of shit. Okay, so this past weekend, I watched a documentary and it was on the Fire Festival, and they played it on. I need to watch that because everybody keep talking about it. I was dead. So they have two. There's one on Netflix and Hulu, and no shade of Hulu, but their documentary was some trash. Okay, Netflix, I'll give that to you. Um, so for those of you, it was, okay. (laughs) All right. Um, so fire festival, it took place last year and Ja Rule was associated with it. And there was this other man, I'm not exactly sure what his name is. I think it's Billy, Billy something. But what ended up happening was it was supposed to be an exclusive music festival. It's supposed to be similar to Coachella, like in that eliteness, but it's going to be on a, no, don't post that. Don't post that. Sorry, y'all. But it was going to be on an island in the Bahamas. So what ended up happening was people were paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it to this festival. They end up flying down to this festival. Mind you, they were promised to be on villas. It was going to be on the beach. There were going to be all of these musical artists. And supposedly, Java was hosting it. And when it was that they got there, there were no tents set up. There were no villas. They were on dirt roads or like a... It was like, not a dirt road, but it was a construction site. The water was there, but nothing that was promised was there. Nothing was filled up. So essentially these people were there and they were stranded on the island. 
So it was one of the Bahama Islands offshore properties, not properties, but one of their extended islands that they have over there. Mm -hmm. And it was a complete disaster. So first of all, I remember when the fire festival was popping up because they kept talking about Ja Rule. And I remember one of the musical acts had posted on there, we're pulling out of this thing. So at first they were advertising with like, Kendall Jenner, Amon. Okay, Bella I heard Hattie. a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then it ended up being, when the kids got there, mind you, these are like rich white kids. And they're paying like several hundred thousand dollars to go ahead and just to go there and supposedly have this elite experience. Yeah, because it wasn't supposed to be like a whole bunch of celebrities um, yeah. performing within like two days or something That's like that. That's a lie. It was a mm. scam. It was mm. a scam. Mm. So they go ahead and they get there and they send out invitations for 6,000 people. They really only had room for maybe like 1,000 people or something like that. They didn't have any food. And then when they showed the booze that was there, it was literally like two pieces of bread, a piece of cheese, and some lettuce. Something you would get from like a school cafeteria. You know, spend all this money. So then when they were at the hotel, they were tra- not the hotel, the airport, they were trapped there. The, the documentary is just wild. And one of the parts, and I'm sure you guys have seen the meme where this man, this white man, he's sitting there and he's got this smirk on his face. And I guess there was an issue with the water for the consumers being released. So they show a clip and the man says, you know, one of the friends came to me and he said, you know, I need you to take one for the team. And he's like, sure, whatever it is. What is it? He says, being that you are the gay man in our group, I need you to go ahead and suck his dick and then he'll give us the $175,000 worth of water. Wait, Yo, hold on, wait. No, because you know I'm said. gay, you think I'm just going to suck some random yeah. man dick? First of all, even if that, that's neither here nor there. If I want and some like dick in my mouth. Team, <laughs> what kind of team is that? Right. And he just proudly said, I mean, that's the truth, live your truth. But he just went and just said that on tele, and I'm just like, you have got to be kidding me. So that's how much of a shit show this damn festival was. So, of course, when everybody came back, Ja Rule tried to plead the fifth and say he had nothing to do with it. But when I tell, first of all, I think it was, it's funny as shit. <laughs> I don't know who has money to just be thrown away like that. Me, personally, I don't enjoy music festivals. Although I am going to attempt to go to Broccoli Fest again this year, and hopefully I'm not as hot, and hopefully the bathroom lines are not as long. Well. But we will see. Okay? We shall see. We will see. <laughs> But when I tell you, Ashe, like, it was the smartest fucking plan ever. If they were if they were able to execute it appropriately and then they had the actual things, like, literally, the tents that they were staying in, they were supposed to be villas. It ended up being FEMA. They were FEMA tents. So what? when they got there, they were blown away. The mattresses were sitting on the, on the sand. They were soaking wet. Like, it, Ashe, you have to watch it. I, when I first, like, so do they show footage of like yes of people there like they're on the bus they're sweating there's no like they're stuck in the the airport and it's like a small airport like the small plane what island was this this was in Bahamas oh and then they lied about where the thing was because they said it was like a private private, private island. island but so when they showed the picture of like the map and things like that they were actually showing the sandals resort <laughs> so there's poor people so that's like the ultimate catfish so you get out there you think I'm about to be on this sandy beach no it was dirt it was dirt and wind and FEMA tents and then all the people that they had out there working they didn't pay not one of them almost the whole island came out to work and they didn't pay any of them wow now, so who orchestrated this Ja Rule and the, the man and he was into Billy I think that is his name don't quote me he was into some type of 
fraud before with like is this the dick sucking guy no, 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 no. Okay. But he was part of the team. Okay. He was. He was part of the team. <laughs> I mean, no, he was such a big one for the team. But he man. was a part of this, like, credit card scam thing. And I think Jaro was kind of in on that. I just, I can't even describe. Actually, like, you need to watch it. And the next time we talk, we have to talk about it. Because I actually want to watch it again. And it shouldn't be funny that these people wasted their money like that. But although I would never waste my money on such a thing. But I'm gonna, I'm no, you wonder have to. if 50 Cent talked about this at all. Because, you know, he's the king of petty. You, did, you didn't is, see all of those memes of with Ja Rule last year? I probably did. But I, like I keep telling y'all, my memory is bad. I, I can barely remember what well, I did. Well, that's who you're going to fall morning. out. And, they, and I'm childish. I laugh at things I'm not supposed to laugh at. But I was laughing the entire time. Like it was like a shot. Like a Like a Like a Like it was a shocking laugh. <laughs> The fact that they you just laughed like that. Right. The fact that you just laughed like that. I was trying to. Was funny. I just. I, I need to watch that because. It wasn't supposed to be funny. funny, but it was funny. But it just goes into like the culture where we are now with like how scams are set up and like how he literally like <clears throat> cropped out the other piece of the island to make it look as though it was a no, private, private island. island. And you were pretend and you were shooting on a sandals resort. And then when they got there. It wasn't anything like what they thought it was going to be. This sounds like some Bow Wow stuff. You know how Bow Wow liked to crop himself in different things? Yes, it was. (laughs) And then on the plane, they said they were going to be these luxurious private planes that were going to come pick up everybody. No. No. Mm. I I need to go watch this because... I should watch it tonight. That is so I couldn't breathe. Like when I think back to it, it's inappropriate to laugh because there's people with money. So they didn't get their money back? No. Now, only one person... Are they in court? So the man is in jail. Ja Rule is not in jail. And he tried to deny and say he had nothing to do with this. But now Ja Rule is into another type of scheme thing that's making buzz. Mm. But I'm giving you shit. You ain't getting my money. No. So only one person sued. Other people are trying to, but I think it was like a small group of them. I think they may have gotten like $4 million. But mind you... Almost the entire island came out to help. Why are they not and sewing? They, didn't, they haven't gotten paid. Why are they not sewing? Because I'm not about to do a day's of work and not get my coin. I mean, it's an already very poor country. So Poor or not. I work. But how I want my gonna, money. Yes. And they're trying to sue, but they're not seeing any of it. Mm. None. But you well. have to watch it. That's your homework. What would I be without my baby? Yeah, and I'm just like, God, <laughs> like, he tried it. Oh my God. That he just, tried it. When I hear Ja Rule, the first thing I think about is him and that 50 Cent beef and how 50 Cent bought, like, I want to say the two or three rows. Two or three rows, yes. Of his tickets just so he could see that don't nobody really fuck with him. But That's then nice. my thing is, the people that are there, wouldn't they just see that those seats are empty and just move up? Because well, I know I'm a any, mover any, concert. right, any, yeah. any black person. I'm going to move right across. I'm going to move up. If that person ain't been there in 10 minutes, I'm going to move up. And then if somebody not in front of me again, within another 10 minutes, I'm moving up. I'm going to continue to move up. Yeah, I'm moving up. And it's just, say Jaru was wrong and dirty for that, and I'm sure his his karma will catch up with him. But I still love me some Jaru. I know, right? The music is good. Him and Ashanti had some real good hits. They did. They had some bops. They did. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Buddha. 
<laughs> oh, did you hear? I think Irv Gotti is supposed to be making a movie. On what? Like a tell all about Murder Inc. or something like that. Well, I'm ready to see it. I'm dying to see that. Because he had like a whole bunch of artists up under him, didn't he, at one point? Yeah. Wasn't it Ja Rule, Ashanti? Who else? Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Lloyd was surely up under there. Yeah. It was like, it was quite a few people. Yeah, they had a, a good little Murder Inc. little thing. I remember that whole little era. Make me a playlist, uh, girl. Right, playlist. (laughs) Right. I'm gonna make one. Oh, so I know by now everybody has seen the R. Kelly documentary. First of all, let's talk about how fucking long it was. I was not expecting this shit to be six. It was interesting. Six, but I I was six hours, like six segment, like six. Six mini episodes. Six mini like epi- since blah, 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 blah. Six mini episodes. And there was like an hour per episode. Yeah. So, recently, Erica Badu was performing in Chicago. And I'm pretty sure everybody's seen this. Um, Erica Badu was performing in Chicago. I saw her tweet, but I didn't see what happened. Okay. So, she was in Chicago and she was pretty much saying... She wants healing for R. Kelly, and she wants to show him love and support. People were not feeling that at all. Like, this man has taken a whole bunch of people's daughters, and maybe some older women that should have been a little bit smarter, and, like, had them in, like, this sex cult. I saw listening to R. Kelly, like, years ago. And the first thing when I heard about the R. Kelly trial was that episode of The Boondocks. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And all right, all them people are just standing out there jamming to his music and then inside the courtroom he got this damn bandana around his eyes. Talking about he the pie piper. Pie, pie. Oh yeah, I remember that. And he used to wear his like uh But it I, I never really thought about it because you know what the pie piper is? Yeah. Where the kids he would lead them out of the like the little area that they were to and take kill them. Right. So if you think about it, he's telling you, I'm going to lead your daughters out of your house and they're going to come and stay with me. So what do you think about what Erica Badu said? So I think it's a place and time for everything. Yeah. I feel like if you have an opinion on the R. Kelly documentary and you want to send your love and support to him and say, I just want you to get better, it's a place and time for that. That concert was not your place and time to do that. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Now, she did go back and she did uh, tweet something out, basically saying that she wanted to, um, it says, um, I love you unconditionally. That doesn't mean I support your poor choices. I want healing for you and anyone that you have hurt as a result of you being hurt. So with that being said, I do agree. Hurt people hurt people. Yes. But at the same time, you have to stand in your own ignorance. And that's what I'm going to call it. Okay. I never heard that. You you have to stand in your own ignorance. Because, yes, hurt people hurt people. But at the same time, you are a grown-ass man. Yeah. I think. And these are children. Mind you, every state has their their laws where, like, 16, I guess they consider them as an adult. I feel, I I do believe that R. Kelly needs help. And he's needed help from a long time ago from when he was small, from when he was younger. Yes. So I get that. However, 
know, I look at it all types of different ways, and I don't just, me personally, I don't just blame an R. Kelly. Personally, I don't. Because there were too many people around who allowed it. And I feel like as a black community, no, we don't want to see the black man down this, that, and the third. But when someone is wrong, they're wrong. And y'all saw it from when it came around with Aaliyah. And they were talking about when they were at the high school, like how he would show up to the high school and would be recruiting girls. And you'd go to the video shoots. And people knew that there was these young girls. And they allowed it. And I feel like we've allowed his talent. We haven't. There are some situations. It's hard to separate the talent from the from person, the person. Or the music from the person. And I, and I totally understand that. But me personally, if I don't like you as a part if I don't care for you or if I'm not for what you stand for then I just I don't fuck with you but everybody isn't like that and I feel just even looking at the documentary like I'm watching it I'm like how aren't you in jail basically how, not even just R. Kelly but the people who are around him yes the fact that the man he he forged the he forged the documents he forged the document like wow how and you're still walking around and everybody's like yeah well I knew and Sparkle I'm sorry now, it's it's disgusting what happened to your niece, but you were also aware of what was going on, and I, and you still thought it would be okay. Because for me, once you saw that your niece was there, oh, we're here for a birthday party. You ain't about to stay. I, I'm not leaving you. Like I, I, I'm just, I'm just floored by it, and I'm angry and I'm disgusted. And then like. You know, just thinking like B2K had music with him. And then I remember Joe Budden was talking about it. I was to the Joe Budden podcast. And he was just like, he's this, he's that. But Joe, like you allowed him to produce your song. So you also knew how disgusting and nasty he was, you know? And they were saying that there were a lot of musical artists who didn't go ahead and, you know, say anything. But then again, the hip hop culture. And that was a time because I can even remember being younger. It was nothing for you to be like, I, looking back at it now, it's disgusting. But I remember being in high schools and girls would be like, yeah, my boyfriend's 20-something years old and, you know, da 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 and yada, yada, yada. And at that particular point in time, people didn't really care about it. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I, I just. But the fact that there's one thing in seeing a girl and realizing that she looks mature. And then I can see how people like mistake the ages. But he was consistently sticking out a particular age group. And when he found out after the fact, he was okay with it. And then to the parents. And maybe one of the girls, it seemed like she was going home during the week. I'm not particularly sure. But how are you letting your child, you know, and that like that woman, I think she was from Baltimore. She had a an accent as if she was from Baltimore, her and her husband. You knew all that you knew about R. Kelly. And you still brought your daughter on to go ahead to the concert. And then you still allowed your doctor, your daughter to go ahead and record with him and have all this other situations. So you, you were well aware of what it was. But then you're sitting over here and say he was this, he was disgusting, he was da 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 da. But you allowed your child to go there, and I guess for me that's what I don't understand. Kind of like the radio woman, she was 33 years old. You working in radio? I'm pretty sure you recorded on stuff, and then you still took it upon yourself to go ahead because you thought you was going to be different. No, the young lady who was at the courthouse, and I was there for his trial, and blah blah blah. Like you said, I just, I don't fucking know. I really don't. There's so many angles to it, and he does need healing. And he, people like that, you just have to pray for them. But I don't understand why he's not in jail. 
you're pissing on people, you locking people up, you beating them, you having them in their cults and all these other things. It was evident that you went ahead. Like, why didn't he go to jail when he married Aaliyah? That is a great question. That is a great question. Where was the families? Well, there was a post. The mother spoke out, and when the, one of the women was saying how they saw R. Kelly having sex with Aaliyah on the tour bus, and the mother did speak out and say, "That's not true. I was with him all this time." Now, yes, I think she was a backup singer. Something. Yes, she was some something. She was a homegirl who kept right. having the different hairstyles, but she was wearing the same outfit. Right. Yes. <laughs> Shady boots. Yes. <laughs> but. And I hate to speak on the dead because Aaliyah's not here to defend herself. Anymore. Correct. However, mom, Aaliyah's mom, how is it that you were around 24-7 all that time and then your daughter married? Married. How? Were you not listening to the, subject, the suggestively sexual lyrics that she was saying and you just thought that was okay? And an age ain't nothing but a number. I remember, oh, what song was it? Well, this song was just straight up just sex. My neck, my back. Oh, it came on in the radio and I was in it. My, my neck. neck. My, my mom ba- said, what's she singing? <laughs> what are you, she, and she cut it off. And your child is singing about this other stuff and you didn't think to think that's too much of an adult content for her. I think. I agree. And I feel like maybe, I'm not saying I know the truth. But I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling like maybe Aaliyah's mom or family probably spoke up because they didn't want to tarnish her good name. Right. Maybe to save face and save her image. Right. But I do think, like, you're not going to get married and not have sex. You're not going to be in a well, relationship and not have to be intimate. They said that, yeah. Exactly. Like, the guy. And, and to go back to what you were saying, all of these people around him just, like, you're nailing it. Just you letting it happen. Out. Just letting it happen. Nobody's reporting anything. Everybody's just letting but Because it, he was paying and they didn't care. They didn't care. Apparently he had a whole bunch of money to just let this happen. But my thing is, what if it was your daughter? What if R. Kelly wanted your daughter and you worked for him? No. Would you allow it to happen? No, you wouldn't. So what makes somebody else's daughter any different from your daughter? But it you makes allowed you, this to happen. I think it's gross and then it just makes me think of like all of like looking at celebrities, the young ones, and I saw a while ago, a long time ago, they were doing something on Usher, and he was saying how he used to live with Diddy. Mm-hmm. And Diddy was just like, yeah, we used to have Usher doing all types of wild stuff. And when Usher came out, he was maybe like between the ages of like 12 and 14. Mm-hmm. But it just makes me think like, what like, what did you have him doing at an age that was, I'm sure he was dealing with grown ass women. Of course. And they were okay with it because this is Diddy's people. Da, 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 da. Boy's going to be a boy. Yes. No. He's going to experience it anyway. Might as well let it be with us. That type of thing. No. People, I don't know what people's mindsets are anymore. Things are just crazy nowadays. But for this out. to go on for so long. Yeah. For so long. And I, that's what I'm saying. As black people, we cannot pick and choose when we want to support something. We, can't, we cannot we can. do that. We, it has to stop. It cannot be... I'm going to pick and choose when I want to be woke. I cannot pick and choose when I want to protect black women. There's all these people around and you're still sitting there and you're supporting the music. And I'll cut it off. Like, if I literally, I used to love what was that song, like, I wish, I wish, mm-hmm. I wish. I not have to walk out the room. Remix to Initial was my jam. Girl, I don't know when the last time I, I heard to, her R. But Kelly I have to song. walk away. 
that was my phone. But I don't know when the last time I heard an R. Kelly song. And they were talking about the spikes of his music going up after the yeah. documentary. But I think it was because a lot of the younger people trying to hear the trying lyrics. to hear the yeah. lyrics and yeah. like, oh, this is what he's talking about. But if you think about it, all the music, not even R. Kelly's music, has suggestive mu- suggestive and sexual things. Like it's. It was like a meme or like this little video clip going around with this guy he's in a car and he's playing older music. Right. And a lot of them are suggesting like younger women. Right. Being and, with and that one person. Yes. And in the, in the documentary, they went back to like how Elvis was married mm-hmm. to, you know, someone young. But I think we are in a different time. But back then, people did get, people were marrying Men were marrying younger women. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is and it fact. was okay. And it was okay. And then there was also the fact in the situation where, like, I remember being young and it was cute, you know, whatever it is. Right, to have say, an older boyfriend. To have an older and, boyfriend mm-hmm. and things like that. But I think as you grow up, but I feel like me seeing, like, when some of the kids would come in, I'd be like, and they'd be talking and I could tell, like, you're with someone older. And I'd just be right. waiting for them to go ahead and just say it. Different cultures, they allow that, whatever it is. But I feel like, it's different when people know it's wrong. Right. And they knew it was wrong. Right. And the fact that y'all went in there be like, yo, she's, she's kind of young or whatever it is, this, that, and that. Like, that's a problem. Right. What pissed me off so much about this documentary was the brother that was in jail. Lord have mercy. He pissed me off to pissivity. They pissed-tivity. gave him a good commissary check. They had that. Pissivity. How fucking stupid can you be? Now, this is the part where he's into the little brothers being interviewed about the, the molestation. Yeah. Because apparently him, R. Kelly, and, well, Robert and his younger brother right. were molested. Right. And then the older brother comes in and he says, pretty much like, yeah, we were all molested. Or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. But then it's another clip where, I guess, R. Kelly or the legal team for R. Kelly tried to blame the, the, young, the younger brother for right. pissing on the girl or no. releasing himself on the girl. R. Kelly... And Robert, they are the same person. Look the same. That man, the brother, looks nothing like his brother. You trying to lie? Nothing like his brother. And his older brother that's in jail will say, "I would have just took the money. You dumb, nigga. I want to be free. Fuck you talking about. You over here trying to put some shit on me that I didn't even do. It's her. It's gonna catch up to him." But you know what, though? I wouldn't be surprised, being that we were talking about suicide earlier, and I'm not wishing this on him. I wouldn't be surprised if it came to that with him. I wouldn't be. When people really, because the thing is, it's like we've always, like every couple of years, just come back up, boycott R. Kelly, boycott R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. But people are still going to the shows. Still. But I really wonder what happens when people actually really stop. Because before he was feeding off of it. Oh, I'm going to go on tour. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to do that. Pissing on people. Have you seen the video? I I was in like maybe middle school. And then I was going to like, okay, this is out of curiosity purposes. I was going to look it up. But then I'm like, I'm not trying to have nobody bug my phone to be like, I was looking up child pornography or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But if that's what they say happened, that's what they say happened. I've never seen it. I, I haven't either. I haven't either. But I remember being younger and, and hearing and, about and it. Hearing about it, hearing the comedians talk about it. And people talking about it. And boys about watching it. it. Yeah. 
It's just disgusting. It is. It is. Erica, I just need her to just shut the fuck up, okay? And see, she Keep has... Keep your peace and blessings and everything to yourself. Sometimes. Okay, back to Erica Badu. She has, and TMZ kind of like reported a little bit on it, she has it where she's defending a lot of lot of celebrities that are in the headlines. Um, for an example, Bill Cosby, or Pill Cosby, if people call it the oh, She defended him once upon a time, too. I think she's on this, well, let's just be loved. Love, let's protect our brothers. That's cool. And that's fine. That's fine. But if the facts are there, facts are facts. Facts are facts, baby. And that's why I feel like people do not take our allegations seriously in our community. And it's just, they just think about like, oh yeah, you know, we don't go over to uncle so-and-so's house. So we know that's, you know, da, 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 da. but nobody says anything. Why didn't she report it? So, um, is his name Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. I guess he tried to make a sexual pass at Lapita Nyong'o. Oh yeah. And because she's African-American, I'm only speculating. They kind of like dismissed it. Yeah. Like she wasn't nothing. But all these 45, 60, whatever, white women are coming out saying he did this, he did that. And they're paying attention. It's different when it's us. Even with the the Bill Cosby thing. and Look at the Emmett Till situation. It was a white woman. A white woman who said, and she later, we all knew it wasn't a lie, but she later went ahead and said, like, yes, I was lying, so forth and so forth. It's a different when something happens to a white woman as opposed to a black woman or a black person, period. Think about when you hear about missing cases. Like there was that, I forgot what her name was, but she ended up being kidnapped for years and she was right down the street. And around the same time, I remember there was a young black girl and she was kidnapped and she ended up escaping from her people, whatever it is. The publicity that that white woman got, I think it was like Elizabeth Smart or something like that, Mm -hmm. was through the roof. Always. Always, always, always something. But I also think for black people, like we need to... We don't support one another. No, we do not support, and it cannot be a situation thing. Yes, is his music good? Yes, is he talented? Yes. Like, are there a lot of memories associated with that? Of course. But the nigga is nasty and it's wrong. Stop going to his shows. Stop fucking playing his music. Stop. Just stop. Because what good, what are good memories for you are negative memories for, for somebody else. else. Exactly. And there are too many women. Too many women. Mm-mm. And now that they want to open up uh, an investigation on him. Yeah. Why? And like, you ain't yes. special if he's trying to come up here and talk to you, baby girl. And that's not, oh, he made me feel special. Stop. Stop it. He made me feel special. And he's so charming. The devil was charming, too. All fuck boys make everybody okay, feel special. Okay, so cut it out. All right, guys. So that's the end of this episode. And plus, I'm done talking yeah, some time <laughs> um was there anything for this week that you wanted to tell everybody um oh oh okay y'all i'm a music junkie and i actually heard this new song is called nothing on you by this artist her name is ggl i don't know if i'm saying it wrong but it's g-i-g-i-l-o and it's called nothing on you and it is just everything to me um i try to find more than one song from her on youtube and itunes and i couldn't but Whatever this song is, I love it. I'm feeling it. So take a listen when you guys get a chance. All right, guys. So go and check that out. Um, I just want to let you guys know that a bitch got her W-2s and the well, government is opening. So I'm about to file my taxes. <laughs> hey. 
Yes, file them before he tries to shut the government down again because I need my money. I think that'll be happening on the 15th per what I saw on the news. But whatever. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. And that's it. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page at MBFamous. And also on Twitter at MBFamousPodcast.